Fueled, episode number four with athlete and entrepreneur Colby Bauer. Welcome to Fueled, the podcast for teens that aspire for greatness. My name is Easton Allred, and I am a successful entrepreneur, athlete, college student, and personal development guru. Each week, I interview successful and inspiring individuals that will teach you the secrets of setting goals and developing life-changing habits that will fuel you to greatness. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get fueled. Episode number four. Hello, Fueled listeners, and welcome to episode number four of Fueled. Today, I'm bringing on Colby Bauer, who is young and successful. He's a successful entrepreneur and athlete. Colby played for Brigham Young University Soccer, which is a Division I school, and had offers to play professional soccer. So Colby has been through a lot and worked very hard to be where he's at within athletics, and he has also started his own business called Threadwallets, which has been very successful, and I'm really excited to interview him, and I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Colby, could you fill in some uh, gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Colby Bauer. I am originally from Arizona. I grew up in Scottsdale. Came out to school in 2008 to Utah. Went to school at Brigham Young University. I played soccer there and continued to stay in Utah. I, I like. I rarely went back home. Uh, so I kind of claim Utah as my home now. So I've been here for since 2008, um, playing soccer, going to school. I just graduated a year and a half ago and started a business with my wife. And we're just living in Provo still and running the business full time. So I know about your business, but can you tell fuel, all the fuel listeners a little bit about your business and why you decided to go into that? Yeah, so we started a business called Thread Wallets. It actually originally started as a school project uh, my senior year, and it we launched a Kickstarter campaign for it. It's, Thread Wallets are elastic, minimalist wallets that have style, have some personality. Uh, I saw a niche for for you know slim wallets. There were a lot of minimalist wallets out there, but none of them were really speaking to uh, my personality, which I kind of saw as you know, there, there's room for improvement in that area. And so we came up with an idea. It's just a very slim, elastic wallet where you can attach your keys uh, with really trendy, cool designs to match, you know, people's lifestyle and personality. How do you define success? That's a, a question that I have thought of a lot about. And, you know, you get, I think, in certain certain areas of your life, in different parts of your life, you can define success in different ways. For instance, if you're in school, success might be getting a good grade in class or even just graduating or um, within business right now. It's just to, you know, increase revenue for us and support a lifestyle that we want to live uh, day after day. Um, spirituality, you know, I'm a church goer. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and Part of that is just really becoming more Christ-like. So, you know, in different areas of my life, I, I kind of define success differently. But I think overall, how I would define success is really just progression, you know, actually seeing progress, you know, day after day. And 
while you're going to go through a lot of different trials and setbacks, the ultimate goal, you know, at the end of the day is to learn from those mistakes and progress. And so I think to me, I find the most fulfillment when I see progression in whatever aspect of my life. What rituals do you practice that contribute to your success? So my schedule is pretty much the same every day. I mean, it varies, but I like to live a very balanced life. And so that, that requires me to plan out every day. So some rituals are, you know, before I go to bed, I can't sleep if I don't plan the next day or else I'll be thinking of all the things that I need to be doing. So I get everything down on paper at least. You know, it doesn't have to be super detailed, so I just plan every night. Uh, I wake up every morning about 5.30 and I dedicate an hour or so to just studying. So um, I start with the scriptures and anything kind of religious material and then after about a half an hour, I switch to just business, and I like to learn a lot about our industry specifically, but also e-commerce and business in general. And that, accompanied with my planning, sets the tone for my whole day. And I think that really, I think those two rituals, I can contribute to the success that I see on a daily basis. Absolutely. I would 100% agree that morning routines are so essential And episode number three was all about morning routines, so I'd recommend checking that out for you listeners. And what I hope to take from Colby is that we really do need to do morning routines every morning, and I hope as few listeners, you're really taking this and decide to do that in your own life. Now let's get to the next question. So what would you consider the number one tool for success? Man, there's so many tools. I personally, I think relationships is probably the number one tool, you know, relationships with, for instance, you know, my spouse, my wife, she's also my business partner. So relationships in business, relationship in your family. Um, But I think most importantly, the number one tool is my relationship with God, because he's in every aspect of my life. And when I keep him close, when I pray with, you know, pray to him, and as I read about him in the scriptures, whatever it is, I think ultimately that's making me a better person and so that trickles down into business into sports into my marriage any other relationship i think the number one tool for me is my relationship with god so that that to me consists of prayer and scripture study mostly whether you're religious or not there's something to learn from this in every aspect of your life relationships are key and essential everything that you have comes from someone else and i hope that the fuel listeners and what i hope to take from this is that you need to develop more and more solid relationships so that you can build your community and have more success and learn the most you can what are you most proud of i'm probably most proud of this isn't tooting my own horror but i Horn, but I think that I'm most proud of the person that I've become over my whole life. And that being, you know, there, there could have been times, there's so many forks in the road in my life where I could have easily chosen one way, but I chose the other. And I think I'm proud of at least attempting to choose the right way and become a better person every day. So I think, you know, I don't know, like I said, it's, it's hard because that's a, 
that's almost like a prideful, prideful way of looking at it is that I'm proud of myself. But really, I think I'm just content with where I'm at right now in my life. You know, I like, I'm obviously driven and I, and I want to improve, but I'm very happy with where I've gotten to, um, you know, throughout my life. So I, I'd say I'm most proud of that. So now we're going to go to your biggest failure. Take us to the moment in time you consider your worst failure and tell us that story. Okay. First off, I've had many failures and some of them small, but, you know, those are the ones that kind of add up. And, you know, I, I could look back at yesterday or even today and see some type of failure that I made, right? But um, I, I kind of define failure as as giving up completely. So it's not the fact that you fail because, you know, there's been so many times where I fail or I mess up, whatever, I make mistakes. But I think ultimately failure is when you just stop, stop completely. You give up after those failures. And so I have one person, this one's, I don't know, this one kind of hits me hard because I hate to say that I gave up. I was kind of forced to give up. So I'll, I'll tell you the story. I started an app uh, it was a, right after, it was actually like my freshman year of college, and it was a game, and I thought it was perfect because it was going in line with what was popular. So Instagram was popular, um, Words with Friends were, was popular, and so I kind of combined the two. Anyways, long story short, in that regard, I spent $20,000 of my dad's money trying to develop this app and, and market the app. Six months go by, and it just it hadn't taken off. I had kind of wasted the money that I, I was given and ran out of money to develop. We only got to really like the beta version of the app. And, you know, I had a, a huge launch party for it and it did really well. The launch party was awesome. We got good reviews on the app, but it was, it, it just wasn't really, I don't know, refined enough to actually take off. And at that point I was out of money. So I had to, you know, after six months of just literally in my room all day, working on this app, designing and planning and developing the app, I was forced to just give up on this venture, which was the hardest part for me because not only did I waste my dad's money that he gave me, um, I mean, I did learn a lot, there's no doubt, but it, I have nothing to prove, prove of it. You know what I mean? There's nothing to show for all the hard work that I did. And I, to this day, I couldn't show you what it looked like or how it, how it operated or anything like that. So I, I'd say, you know, that, although that was a big failure, in terms of business and, and that venture, I, I learned a lot from that. And I think you probably learn more from your failures than you do your successes. Yeah, definitely. All right. So what is the scariest thing you've ever done? Oof. So I think the scariest thing that I'd ever done, I was 14 years old and I went to Switzerland with my dad. He, uh, he lived there for a few years. And so he was showing me you know, where he lived and, you know, to meet some of the people. We went skiing while we were there. It was spring skiing. And one of my goals in life was to learn to flip on a snowboard. In so Switzerland, I, huh? In Switzerland, yeah. It was, it was Swiss <laughs> Alps. It was amazing. You just take, it's it's crazy. Switzerland's, you know, green at the bottom. You take the the chairlift up or the gondola up and it's it's like widest, you know, it's amazing. I mean, you're in the top of the Alps. It's crazy. Anyway, so I get up there, and it's lunchtime, and my dad goes, hey, it's time for you to learn how to flip. And you know, I'm down, I was down for it. I was ready to go, <laughs> at least so I thought. We had built the jump. We took like 
an hour, an hour and a half building this jump. And it was right in front of the, uh, there, like the lodge. And there was people sitting, you know, all out just in, enjoying the view. And we built it right in front of this huge group of, uh, German, <laughs> Germans and German girls that were looking at me. And so we built this big jump off this kind of like a cliff and, you know, it was fun building it and I was like getting pumped up. And then I got to the top of the, the jump and I looked down and, it's a different story when you're about to jump off than when you're actually building. And oh, yeah, I, I sat there for probably like 20, 30 minutes just debating if I should go. And finally, my dad just convinced me the way that he does. And <laughs> I took off and just hucked it. I was in the air. I don't know. for. I felt like it was like an hour and landed it. I kind of crashed, but I landed it. I think that personally, like overcoming that fear was probably the hardest thing and the scariest thing I'd ever had to do. And I guess, I guess it's, it pays off because all those girls that were watching me started to clap and cheer for me and came up to me after. So <laughs> it all pays off in the end. So you got some sweet German girls, right? That, that was, was that the yeah. purpose of it at the beginning too? <laughs> exactly. Yep. That, that was the whole time. I know how that feels. Um, I was trying to get a backflip on the wakeboard the other day. It's not as scary because you're landing in water, but it's right. I know that feeling. Oh, man, you're just praying every time before you take off, huh? Oh, totally. <laughs> All right, so take us to the moment in time of an incredible aha moment you've had. I was 14 at the time. I was flying back from my, I don't know, I think probably Utah. I was going back to Arizona with my dad and my best friend, Chris. And we were, it was coming down to the end of the flight, and we had just been kind of drawing just little sketches and things along the whole way. And as we were drawing, we were kind of making some mock-ups for some t-shirts that we wanted to do. We were really big into wakeboarding at the time. And so we thought of a company called Wakeology. And we started, you know, designing some t-shirts for it and all that. And just kind of like, kind of just have, you know, like envisioning like a cool brand, you know, and we're only 14, but just, just the thought of it was really cool. And... My dad, you know, after about an hour of drawing, my dad leans over and says, why don't you guys actually do this? You know, why don't you guys, I'll help you get the business together, you know, legally, and you guys can start putting these designs on t-shirts and start selling. And I was, you know, kind of taken back because I was 14 years old. I didn't really like, I was, it wasn't like reality, you know, it was more of just like, yeah, that would be kind of cool. And which is awesome because, you know, I look up to you now. You're doing your thing. You're what? How old, East? I'm 14. You're 14. Yeah, you're doing exactly, you know, you're pursuing a, a big venture, and that's such an inspiration. But, you know, it's scary. At 14 years old, when my dad leaned over and said that, I think that was kind of the aha moment was like, it doesn't have to be just a dream anymore. Like, you can actually make it a reality. And when that kind of settled in, you know, we, we ended up taking the this clothing line. We just did shirts and hats for the start. But we got it into, you know, all the local retailers. It was a big brand amongst people in my school and other schools that were close. And it was just, it was a huge accomplishment because, you know, it was just a dream before, but it actually became a reality. And I thought that was, very, I think that probably changed my life and really my mindset of wanting to become an entrepreneur. That is so cool. I actually didn't know that about you, that you uh, started that little business when you were 14. That's pretty sweet. And I think that's what this podcast is trying to inspire is teens that want to take an idea and turn it into reality and want to have dreams and aspirations. So that's really cool. 
Um, right. Yeah. I'd, I'd say for all the teens out there, I mean, they probably are dreaming up of a cool business to start or a cool invention or something. And don't let anything hold you back because honestly, it can be done. I mean, you can, you can find the people to help you and it doesn't just have to be a dream. It can actually become reality. Great. Thank you. So Colby, are you ready to enter the fueled round? The fueled round. I'm ready. I think, I hope. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll find out. What is your biggest strength? My biggest strength, I think, is my ambition. Uh, Someone asked me the other day, what's one word that defines you? And I sat there for a little bit. And that's hard to do, by the way. I try to to do that. I mean, I thought about it. And in most aspects of my life, I'd say I'm very ambitious. And so, you know, that helps when it comes to business or sports or anything, really. And I'd say that would be my main strength is that, you know, I try not to let anything hold me back from accomplishing the goals that I set. Great. Ambition. That is such an important word that all of us as teens need to acquire. I can take from this, and I hope that all of my few listeners take, that we all need a little bit more ambition in our lives, and we need to use ambition to help fuel us to greatness. And um, Colby, what is your biggest weakness? Oh, that one's easier to to think of. My biggest, my, I have so many, but my, I'd say my biggest weakness is I'm very impatient, and and it it kind of shows in a lot of different ways. Um, mainly, I'd say is I tend to I tend to compare myself to other people, and you know, being impatient in business is hard because I I want to see the success overnight. You know, I wanna I want to just take what I'm envisioning and get it out there within a day, you know, or a week or whatever. Just I, I'm so uh, in, impatient in the sense that I can't wait, you know, I'm just too anxious. And I, um, and so my, my wife is good to kind of anchor me down and, and kind of calm me down and say, you don't have to do everything all at once. Just take it step by step there. You know, there's that sense of impatience. I'm also impatient with myself. I get really down on myself or, you know, people that I love or whatever it is, I just, I think my main weakness really comes down to being (laughs) impatient. What is one or two attributes you have acquired that has contributed to your success? I think one attribute that has really helped me is knowing that I don't have to do it alone. And the attribute of just being humble in the sense that that I'm, first off, I'm definitely, definitely not the smartest person. I mean, you could ask any one of my teachers, you could ask my wife, I'm not very smart. But I am smart enough to at least recognize that. And to know that there are people who are 10 times 100 times smarter than I am that can do the job. And so, you know, as, as I've started a business, I have to wear a lot of hats. You know, I have to be in marketing, I have to be in design, I have to be in finance and accounting and all that, right? But ultimately, I want to create and I've already started building a, a team. Um, so I'm not alone and people who spe- specialize in those areas so I don't have to do that. And so I think knowing where you're weak and, and filling those gaps with people who are stronger than you, I think that knowledge and that attribute has, has helped me thus far and I know will help me in the future. Great. 
Could you share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success? Like I said, I, I play soccer and I had I have been playing soccer since I was four years old. And I wouldn't say that I was the most talented by any means, but I will say that I worked my butt off and you know, ev- my dad always taught me to just take pride in everything that I do. And I think that right there alone, just hard work and taking pride in what you do is I think something that really has helped me get to where I am. So within soccer, I'll just use that as an example. I mean, there's no way I would have ever been able to play collegiate soccer at my number one school of choice. And then, you know, afterwards getting offered to play professionally, there's no way I would have ever been able to accomplish that in soccer if I didn't work hard, if I didn't put put in my all every single time and really take pride in what I was doing. Yeah, definitely. I think that, that that's another thing that just going all out and whatever you want to do, you go and you attack it with everything you got and you're trying to take whatever you want, work so hard to fulfill that. And so that's great. And then what book would you recommend to fuel listeners and why? Well, I'd say Seven Habits of a Highly Effective People. And I'd say so because it really does teach you habits. It teaches you character and really helps you understand certain psychology to help you overcome weaknesses and to understand people better. And I think that helps you in in every aspect. As long as you're really striving to become a better person, um, I I would recommend that book because it really does help you see where you can improve and teach you how to do so. Here is the final question. Imagine that you had just a couple of minutes with your former teenage self. What advice would you give to yourself and why? I'd say to myself to not be afraid and to not let anything get in your way of accomplishing your main goals. And then I'd, I'd follow up by saying to make sure you're prioritizing your life and to make sure that you're putting people first above anything else. And, you know, I, I say this because I have some regrets with the way that I, I treated certain people. And I'd really tell myself and instruct myself that, you know, before fun or, you know, before even school or soccer or anything, the people around you are the most important and you need to, you need to focus on those relationships first above all. And so I'd say that. And then also, like I said, to not let anything get in your way, you know, don't be afraid to to test the limits and and to try something new and to try something that, like I told you before, is just a dream and you can actually make it a reality. Perfect. So I actually lied. There is one more question. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So where can we find you after this episode, like Instagram, website? Well, you can follow me personally on Instagram and on Facebook. My Instagram tag is Cole Bauer, C-O-L-B-A-U-E-R. And then you can also follow our business, threadwallets.com, or on Instagram and Facebook as well, um, thread underscore wallets. Thank you so much, Colby. And thank you, Fuel listeners, for tuning in to episode number four of Fueled. I'll see you all in future episodes.